fact of the matter is God is trying to get his blessings into your life, but they are on hold until you confront the enemy that is called unforgiveness. For some of us, we are holding a hostage or several hostages in our hearts. Hello and welcome to this Thursday edition of Destined for Victory with Pastor Paul Shepard, who is Senior Pastor of Destiny Christian Fellowship in Fremont, California. Always glad to have you with us. Well, for the past few days, Pastor Paul has been sharing what it means to be a kingdom-first believer. Along the way, he's covered some of the keys to living that kind of lifestyle, and you'll find those messages online, on demand, at pastorpaul.net. As we move ahead in our study, we come to one of the most important choices every kingdom-first believer has to make— the decision to forgive our enemies. In fact, Jesus tells us to not only forgive them, but to love them and to pray for them. More insight comes your way next in today's message, Kingdom First Living. Here's Pastor Paul Shepard. Let's revisit Matthew chapter 6, verses 31 through 33. Jesus is speaking and he says, so do not worry saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. We are in the midst of a series where we are examining what it means to truly seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness so that we are in a position to receive the things that he wants to bring into our lives. Jesus said in this passage that if you will put the kingdom first, everything you need, God promises, he will meet your need. And in Psalm 37 verse 4, The Bible says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. And so the premise of this series is God really is ready to release his blessings into the lives of his people. There is much that he wants to do in our lives and through our lives. And he is ready to release his blessings in order to accomplish them. But we must be kingdom first in our focus or else you wouldn't know what to do with the blessing when it arrived. And so we want to be positioned for whatever God wants to bless us with, however God wants to manifest his presence in our lives. We are open to that. And the way you demonstrate that is to get your priorities in biblical order. So we're looking at what that means. And we have covered a lot of ground. We open the series by looking at what the dynamics of a kingdom, what it really means to be part of a kingdom and to establish that a kingdom has to do with the rule of the king and God being king of kings and lord of lords. We've got to settle the issue of who's in charge in our lives. And once we recognize and submit to his rule, we are beginning to move in the direction of being kingdom First, And then we started looking at a case study in 1 Samuel chapter 1. And if you have your Bible, turn there while I just get us caught up on how far we have moved so far through the series. In 1 Samuel chapter 1, we've been looking at the dynamics of God's movements in the life of a woman named Hannah, 
who though she was blessed with a wonderful husband who loved her very much, she felt that she was empty and frustrated because she was barren. In fact, the text says the Lord had closed her womb. We talked about the fact that when God is positioning us, getting us ready, to make sure we are surrendered to his will so that we can experience his blessings, God will begin to allow certain things to happen in your life. The first of those is you'll find yourself experiencing pockets of emptiness and frustration. And we talked about that. Secondly, you'll find that God will make sure you have some adversaries to antagonize you. God will see to it that you have some adversaries. No one will escape this life having done the will of God without having also dealt with some enemies. You can't do the will of God and not have enemies show up in your life. And so in Hannah's life, her husband's other wife, Peninnah, was provoking her, was getting on her reserve nerve. That's that last nerve before all hell breaks loose. And Penina was working her nerve like nobody's business. And in your life, you're going to have to deal with those adversaries who are out to antagonize you. But the Lord will call you to handle that properly and to not have envy in your heart. As it relates to other people, we said that you've got to make sure envy stays out of your heart. Don't get jealous over what somebody else is blessed with. You've got to stay focused, celebrate what God's doing in other folk, and let the Lord know that you're going to treat them right while you're waiting on your own blessing. Until you get blessed, thank God for somebody else who is blessed. And then we started talking in the last service about a third thing you'll see God doing in your life when you are being positioned to receive his blessing. And the third thing is confronting the enemy that's in a me. You'll see God bringing you to a place where you have to deal with your stuff. All of us have stuff that you got to deal with. You got issues that you got to deal with that will come up and crop up along the way on your journey toward fulfilling God's purpose. And in the life of Hannah, the Bible says that one year when she and her family were up at Shiloh about to offer sacrifices, she was so heavy of heart. First Samuel 1 tells us that she in verse 10 says in bitterness of soul, Hannah wept much and prayed to the Lord. And we talked about the fact that there are some things you got to wrestle through. Just like Jesus had to wrestle in the Garden of Gethsemane, you and I have to wrestle sometimes with some issues that will crop up in your heart and in your mind as you are being positioned toward God's divine purpose. And I gave a couple of possibilities. One is some folks have to deal with resentment toward God. A person in Hannah's position may very well feel resentful toward God. And we have to learn, and I talked about it in the last message, we have to learn to come clean about that stuff. Sometimes we get real out of touch. We're really in denial. And the fact of the matter is you've got to get in touch with that. If you've got resentment, deal with it. If you say, Lord, I don't understand it and I don't like it and I feel like you're doing me wrong, you might as well tell it to God because he knows anyway. But when you wrestle with God, you don't wrestle thinking you're going to win. I hope you know that. You're wrestling just so you can confront the enemy that's in a me. And it is really a time for you to get it out there so that you can put it on the altar and give it over to him. 
And I left off in the last message talking about alienation toward others. Another thing that you'll often have to wrestle with when God is positioning you is alienation toward others. Sometimes when you're fixated on what you don't have, like Hannah was fixated on not having a child, sometimes you're in danger of alienating the people God has brought into your life. And so you have to deal with that. And I talked at length in the last message about how to deal successfully with resenting God and with feeling alienated toward others. I need to now move on and cover a third point. In confronting the enemy in a me, sometimes you have to confront unforgiveness towards your adversaries. You've got to confront unforgiveness towards your adversaries. I realize that when you are as persecuted as Hannah is, it is not difficult to see unforgiveness creep up in your heart. And I want to talk with you about what's going on in your life because the fact of the matter is there are some of you listening to this message right now that God is trying to get his blessings into your life but they are on hold until you confront the enemy that is called unforgiveness. For some of us, we are holding a hostage or several hostages in our hearts. And you've got to know that if you are called according to God's purpose, he will not allow you to create a jail in your heart and lock up in your mind and in your heart all of the people who have wronged you. Because God's purpose has not called for you to become a warden. And when you operate in unforgiveness, what you are is you're a warden. What is unforgiveness? It is when I am holding responsible those who have wronged me and I personally want to see to it that they are tried, convicted, and serve their full sentence. Can we talk for a while? Now listen, unforgiveness is that Emotion that causes you to feel like they owe me and I am going to make them pay. And so unforgiveness causes you to become a warden. You lock people up in your heart. You have them sentenced and convicted and you're causing them to serve in the jail of your mind and in your heart. Now the Bible is crystal clear that God does not give us the right to be the one exacting vengeance on our enemies. You know why that is? Because God knows where he's taking you and where he's taking you, you can't afford to drag a bunch of prisoners with you. God is getting ready to do something wonderful in your life and you have got to be positioned for it by leaving all the folk who have wronged you in the hands of the Lord. The Bible says, vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. But unforgiveness says, no, no, God, you don't have to pay them, I got them covered. Unforgiveness says, I have them covered. First of all, I want to have a bad attitude toward them. I want to talk about them for years to come. I want to make sure everybody around me knows they're no good, never will be any good. Every chance I get, I'm going to make their lives miserable. And what happens is that keeps you fixated on the past. How can you accomplish God's purpose for your present and future if you are focused on a past offense? 
And Pastor Paul Shepard will be right back with the second half of today's Destined for Victory message, Kingdom First Living. Remember, you can always listen to the broadcast on demand at the new and improved website, pastorpaul.net. That's pastorpaul.net, where you'll find new features and a host of great resources. Of course, you can also listen anytime through our app. More details on that are available at pastorpaul.net, or visit your app store and search for Destined for Victory. Do you want God to forgive you? If so, you've got to forgive those who have sinned against you. Here's Pastor Paul with the rest of today's message, Kingdom First Living. So God is very clear in the word. One of the clearest directives you see in the word over and over and over again is Jesus says repeatedly, you must forgive if you want God to forgive you of your trespasses against him, you must forgive those who have trespassed against you. Now, a lot of us don't understand the nature of forgiveness. A lot of people think forgiveness means that my enemies have gotten away. No, it does not. Forgiveness means, the Greek word translated forgive, means to send away. To send away. Well, you say, that means they escape. No, no. Where do you send them? You send them to God. You put them in the hands of their eternal judge. You put them in the hands of the one who will sentence them. And I'm here to tell you, your enemies aren't getting away with anything. Anytime you take your enemies and give them to God, believe me, they're not getting away with a thing. But now here's what you got to know. And here's why some of us, frankly, don't want to give them to God, because we know God is full of mercy. God would rather save your enemies than kill them. He would rather deal with them. He would rather change their hearts. He would rather speak to them about who they are. And he would rather pick them up, turn them around, place their feet on solid ground, make them a new creation, at which point they would acknowledge their wrong to you. See, some of us don't like that about God. The reason why Jonah didn't want to go to Nineveh was he knew God. He said, why am I going to go and bother telling these people to repent and you just going to forgive them? See, some of us have an attitude about that. We want vengeance now. I'm not talking about later on. I want it now. And the fact of the matter is the Bible does not give you the option to do anything other than forgive. Forgive doesn't mean people are getting away with it. Forgive means to send away. Where do I send it? I send the offense and the offender into the hands of a just God who would seek to change their lives, convict them of their sin, show them their wrong towards you and others, and bring them to real repentance. Oh, but be assured, if they fail to repent, if they fail to be converted, if they fail to acknowledge their way and turn to God for grace and forgiveness, believe me, the Bible says, be not deceived, God is not mocked, whatever a person sows, that shall he also reap. Nobody's getting away who has wronged you and harmed you and mistreated you and abused you and done all kinds of evil towards you. No one is getting past God. And that's why the Bible says in Psalm 37, fret not yourself over evildoers, even when it seems like they're getting away with it. Don't sweat evildoers. Ah, but they, they just going on about their business. That's all right. Their day is coming. I said their day is coming. 
Oh, some of you don't believe it. I got to read it to you. Well, let me hear that because I want to make sure they're going to get their day. Before I think about this forgiving stuff, yeah, let tell me what the Bible said. <laughs> All right, I got you covered. Psalm 37, do not fret because of evil men or be envious of those who do wrong. Why? For like the grass, they will soon wither. Like green plants, they will soon die away. Now, some of the things we don't like is we don't know when soon is. And how many know about God? God is long suffering, which means soon for God isn't necessarily soon for you. Soon for you is like, how about by 6 p.m.? <laughs> Bible says in verse 7 of Psalm 37, be still before the Lord, wait patiently for him. I'm talking to you who are wrestling with unforgiveness. Do not fret when men succeed in their ways. Don't worry about it when they seem to have gotten away with it. When they carry out their wicked schemes, refrain from anger, turn from wrath, do not fret, it only leads to evil. And then here's God's reassertion of the truth. For evil men will be cut off, but those who hope in the Lord will inherit the land. Your day of redemption, your day of justification, your day of vengeance, so to speak, vindication at least, is coming. God is just and he will right every wrong, but he might not do it soon by your calendar. So you got to be patient and wait on God. And you got to know that the Bible says very clearly, unforgiveness is not an option for those of us who are called according to God's purpose. You simply don't have the right to hold anyone in unforgiveness. You got to really walk by faith if you're going to obey God here. Because some of us have genuinely been injured by other people. What they have done has really had an impact on our lives. Some of you have suffered far worse than what Hannah suffers. In this text, Hannah has just suffered the ridicule and the provoking that's coming from Peninnah, where she keeps reminding her that I had some children by Elkanah and you don't. And she keeps showing her kids and every time she gets pregnant, she's walking around Hannah and showing her her belly and talking about how the baby's kicking and working her nerves. Some of you have suffered far more than mere persecution. Some of you have suffered genuine abuse. Some of you have suffered genuine evil. Some of you have suffered the misdeeds of people whose lives are warped and so they sought to exact their anger on you. And I'm here to tell you that it is very real. The Bible does not deny that. In fact, when you read the pages of scripture, you find all kinds of injustice taking place. You find people being mistreated. You find people being unjustly handled by others. You find rape in the Bible. You find premeditated murder in the Bible. You find the things that really happen in our world. God doesn't hide that. God doesn't deny that. Those are the products of sinful men in a sinful world. Evil is among us. Evil abounds. But God says you are not children of evil. You are children of grace. And I have called you to operate by the principles of grace. And one of the principles of grace is you don't exact vengeance on your enemies. God says that's my business. I take care of that. And so I'm here to tell someone 
that God says today is the day that you are to release from prison all that you are holding. You got to understand there's no option right in the Lord's prayer. We love reciting the Lord's prayer, but stop and think about what you're saying. Our father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Oh, I love that. Just praise God. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Yes, I want to pray for the will of God to be done. And that's why I'm an intercessor. Give us this day our daily bread. Yes, Lord, I got many needs. Just take care of them. Keep on reciting and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespassed against us. Well, uh, what does the Greek say? <laughs> See, now you want to go Greek on me. You're rejoicing in the English. Oh, now you want to make sure the Greek is saying, maybe they mistranslated it. No, no. Jesus said, Father, forgive me. And I know in order for me to receive your forgiveness, I've got to now forgive those who have trespassed against me. You who are faith walking folk, love quoting the best faith scriptures. Mark 11, have faith in God. For I say to you that if you speak to that mountain and command it to be moved and cast in the midst of the sea and don't doubt in your heart, but believe what you say will come to pass. You shall have what you say. The faith walking folk say, hey, amen. <laughs> so I tell you, when you pray, believe that you receive and ye shall have it. Hallelujah. Next verse, and while you're praying, forgive everyone who has trespassed against you so that your father may forgive you. All right, well now what's the Greek there? Same thing. God commands us to forgive. God commands us to release, to send our offenders and the offenses into the hands of a just God so that it doesn't hinder me. As long as I am holding you in unforgiveness, I hold myself in the past. See, some of you say I can't forgive them because they ruined 15 years of my life. And what you need to know is until you forgive them, they will ruin the next 15 because as long as you hold people in unforgiveness, your life, the clock of your life, emotionally, psychologically, and spiritually is stuck at the moment of the offense. And God's trying to take you on. He's got a plan and purpose and blessings to release into your life, but they are on hold in heaven because your unforgiveness has stopped the shipment. It's true, when we refuse to forgive those who have wronged us, we're only hurting ourselves. It can damage us physically, and it can hinder us spiritually in deep and profound ways. God wants to take you to the next level in your Christian life, to a place of joy and peace that you've not yet known. Don't allow unforgiveness to put those blessings on hold or to delay your destiny in Christ. Well, when you look back at the history of the church, you can't help but notice that it has always taken partnership to fulfill the Great Commission, and it still does. Thanks to all of you who support Destined for Victory with your prayers and financial support. And as you give today, we'd like to say thanks by sending you Pastor Paul Shepard's DVD message, When the Unexpected Happens. Because life doesn't always go as planned. It comes with shifts and turns and uncertainty. But this message can help you learn to be consistent in your faith, even when the change is happening all around you. That's When the Unexpected Happens, available on DVD or as a streaming option. 
Call 855-339-5500 or visit pastorpaul.net to make a safe and secure donation online. You can also mail your gift. Our address, Destined for Victory, Post Office Box 1767, Fremont, California, 94538. You need to be healed because some of the folk who have offended you are never going to repent. Some of them will never, ever come to you and acknowledge their sin. And if you're waiting for that before you heal, you're going to be unhealed. So God allows you to get free whether or not they ever get right. And that's next time when Pastor Paul Shepard shares his message, Kingdom First Living. But until then, remember, he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion. In Christ, you are destined for victory.